Get him. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak. Because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge. Quality matters. Performance counts. Shen Gear. Waterfowl gear that is built better. And Benelli USA. Dominate the skies. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Hey everybody, this is Spence. I just wanted to give you a little intro as to what you're about to hear this is a conversation that happened back in shoot january i guess with my good buddy keith allen um drake levy was a part of it as was um riley bennett and um what you're going to hear is the unveiling and the unfolding of a long-term i hope relationship between rolling thunder game calls and keith allen's pure duck um for us at rolling thunder the pure duck model really feels a cool void that we've had in our line you know we've 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 been very dominant in the cut down world we've never really kind of aggressively broken into the j-frame world but i think this year what you're going to see from us with the pure duck and the mean duck is a lot of extra calls on people's lanyards and i'm pretty fired up about that um keith's calls have been being made for shoot almost 20 years i think now and uh, we're really really proud of the partnership that we've forged between rolling thunder and pure duck and so moving forward you're going to see in dealers as well as online you're going to see pure duck calls that are being made by rolling thunder it's a cool relationship that we've got and we're super fired up about um expanding the brand that keith has built and that so many people have come to love so with all uh without all that said Without any further ado, enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. I am joined in the living room around the fireplace by a couple of fellow duck nerds. <laughs> Got Mr. Keith Allen, our buddy from Missouri, and Drake Levy, howdy. and Riley Bennett. Howdy, howdy. Y'all say hello to the world. Hello, hello. Duck bums, I think. <laughs> That's right. We don't look like nerds, but no. different type of nerd. Yeah, exactly. We may not have pocket protectors and protractors, but everybody's got a tuning box. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. true? Man, it's true. We are a mess. <laughs> well, we're really glad to have you hanging out with us in the shop and the guitar's over there on the counter, which means we've got a song ahead of us. i got to pay for the chicken. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, we got to do a little bit of work before play. That's right. Uh, so, I guess the big the big news is that 
we're working together on resurrecting or, or conti- not resurrecting, but continuing the legacy of the pure duck. That's right. Energizing it. There you as go. I, as I put it. You That's know, right. I have been working full time uh, with a necktie around my neck most days. Uh, and a lot of that's during duck season. I haven't been super happy about it. And because of that, the brand hasn't had the energy and and that it deserves, quite frankly. A lot of people, I, I've told several people in messages that, that send me, they're bragging on Pure Duck. They're, thanks for what you do. We love what you're doing. And I realize, and I've told my wife, you know, this thing is a big deal. Yep. And, and, and it, it means something to people. Yeah, it does. And, and it can get to where... Uh, it, it it seems like it may mean mean more to others than than what it does to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do it every day, and you kind of take things for granted. So, I am so excited, man! I'm awesome. excited, and you guys been sending uh, clips and uh, of Drake blowing the call. To I'm like, man, I wish I sounded that good on a pure duck. <laughs> I mean, these things are rocking, boy. So yeah. it has energized me, good. and and it has brought out the the as you said, the duck call nerd in me mm-hmm. that that used to be there like in in weird ways <laughs> but but I, i've kind of come out of it because i i figured out 20 years ago spence that i wasn't going to be able to pay the bills as nerdy as i was about duck calling I, I was sleeping in a truck and duck hunting and that's all i thought about and i and i I've, I've had to figure out a way to make a living and and uh and in doing so i had to give up a little bit of that time but man i am so fired up that you guys are going to give this the energy that it deserves and and folks are going to know about the brand and get a hold of the call so appreciate you we're i'm not sure how long we'll be able to pay the bills but the lights are still on (laughs) we're trying to figure it out (laughs) hey if you can get shells and gas you got her licked that's (laughs) That's all the man needs we got through this season we we, we'll see how how we go in november but uh things are looking up so yeah well give us kind of Break us down kind of the history of the pure duck. Where did it start? Okay. What year? Give us the whole Okay. History. Well, you know, my history is that of coming up in the ranks of contest calling, Main Street style calling, right? And I I uh I was fortunate to uh, be under the tutelage of Rick Dunn and Butch Rich and back to a, to a great extent and and in the 90s and you know I used to be a, a duck bum and, and a call shop bum right mm-hmm. I'd, I'd hang out at Rick's shop all the time and tune, tune hundreds and thousands of calls <laughs> with him and we'd chat just like this for days and days just like young folks are doing now mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right, right just you, you don't yep. care if you're making money boys right. <laughs> y'all are part of the game and 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 it, and it means more than anything else to you right yep. well in conversations with Rick about hunting calls, I would always say, and he may not even remember this, but he he was an instrumental part of my getting my call. I would always tell him, Rick, here's the deal. When a duck squalls out, I'm telling you, they squall out at a higher pitch than what duck calls do. In other words, when I hear a duck call, that sounds like a duck call, and there's some ducks that do Mm -hmm. that. But this is me and Rick talking 25 years ago, right? And I'm like, but, man, at night, and, yeah, I would sit at night for hours on end Mm -hmm. and listen to them, right? At night, I would hear them in my mind squalling out higher, and that's what I wanted, right or wrong. Right or wrong, that's what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget Rick. He said, well, I don't agree with you, but I can show you how to get that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And Rick helped me design, and he basically designed the the, the geometry for my my pure duck call. 
and awesome. and we we got to making them back then and, and the first batch that i sold commercially i was actually in school in memphis and that was 2001 and that was so that's what 22 years ago right and uh so so the first three years of the pure duck brand those calls were manufactured when i was out of, of memphis and it says memphis tennessee on those calls yep. and years later you can never anticipate how these things go but over the years those memphis pure ducks became valuable mm -hmm. and they obviously are still out there mm -hmm. and i wish i had a handful of them because i could use yeah. the money man. No kidding. <laughs> i was out there trying to peddle them for a hundred dollars you know i sold everyone i could now yeah. they're selling for three four five hundred dollars those memphis pure ducks so wow it, it's neat how the you know you don't really think about it in advance especially me man i was just wanting to have a call that i knew in my mind gave me the best chance at fooling a duck and that's what I came up with. I wasn't thinking about selling it and still don't, right? And what I've learned, like I said earlier, is that that, that folks want to buy it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I need to give them that mm -hmm. opportunity to get it because there's more folks than me that believe in mm -hmm. that sound. So, I, Somebody told me the other day, and I, I didn't really appreciate it when they said this, but I think it's true. It's definitely true of you. So this is a long, roundabout, rambling compliment but it's also been true of virtually everybody that works here. But in, in our industry, passion is what drives all of it. And, and what happens when guys sell their brand to these conglomerates or to, you know, the big boys or whatever you want to, you know, the, to, you know they, they sell up. One guy gets rich and the, and the company becomes void of all passion. Right. And I love the fact that that's where we're at right now is like passion – dictates yeah. everything well, i mean I and that. i know it i know it dictates you <laughs> yeah which i mean that's so cool about the pure duck like i get the fact you're in law school you come up with a duck call because you want to be able to kill ducks better not not because you wanted to be famous and have your that's name right. printed on everything and that's you know, right i that's, love that that's right i, I was that. convinced that i i could reach a duck better and affect him <laughs> right a-F-F-E-C-T. <laughs> affect him, which is what I'm out there for, right? right? I was convinced that I could affect him more if I could have a little bit thinner and higher pitch sound. And, you know, time has proven uh, I've seen it a lot. I know others do it with, that, with different calls, but I'm, I'm not going any other <laughs> way, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've done seen it too many times. So you mentioned the, you mentioned the city on the bottom of the sticker. Yeah. Name them all. So it started in Memphis, and then when I left law school, we moved to uh, my native southeast Missouri, uh, rented a house from a buddy that had a farm in Oran, Missouri. I'm not from Oran. I don't have any ties that didn't then and don't now. But, well, I mean, I've been poor my whole life, and my, my buddy said, hey, we'll rent you this house for $300. So I lived in Oran. So I was there. <laughs> I was there for, I think, uh, four. my wife and I were there for three or four years, and then we moved to Scott City. We, uh, we, we got pregnant, and we needed to move to town and, and act right, and yep. so we built a little metal building for for our lucy to be raised in in scott city so that's the next town okay and and then we have remained in that area in scott city we now live in kelso but our ma mailing address is scott city missouri so scott county missouri is where I'm, my home turf okay okay yep that's pretty slick now 
It's going to be summerable. That's pretty neat, dude. I love it, man. I it's love crazy. It. It's crazy how paths cross and just, you know, in the good Lord's, you know, timing and plans, things come about. But Keith's best friend in law school was Mr. Harris Armour's son, who's a farmer just right down here, Armour Road on the right-hand side. And their kids are being, you know, Cindy, Matthew's wife, and Lindy are buddies. Matthew's mother was Tripp's kindergarten teacher wow. and Maddie's kindergarten teacher. I mean, it's just like there's all these. Yeah. So intertwined that, yeah. how life is. You know, I was in law school and in Memphis, and obviously, you know, it's a whole different atmosphere than what we have here now and different type of folks, right? And, and my buddy Matthew walked up to me, and, you know, we'd only known each other a few months, and he said, hey, man, best I can tell, you like to hunt. He said, man, I got a bunch of does I need shot on my farm. I said, I will fix you up. <laughs> <laughs> and we shot so many deer on his farm. Uh, it was fun. My wife and I shot her first deer. In fact, uh, we were going to the check station at Jack's down mm-hmm, the road here, mm-hmm. and, and she out of the blue, after having shot a deer, she's high as a kite, you know, shot a deer, mm-hmm. and we having a good time. She goes, I'm going to get a bow, and I'm going to shoot an elk. <laughs> I'm like, this is my wife, man. She's like a little hot, blonde-haired girl, right? And she did. And she did, yep. right? She got drawn in the Gila of New Mexico the first year she drew. I mean, I've got- never killed an elk. I called the thing up 25 yards. She smoked it. Wow. Like, so, uh, and I've all- been pestering you to go back yeah. ever since. But how life happens, right? That, Crazy. That, that mm. conversation happened right yep. here in Somerville, Tennessee. Yep. And my calls are going to say something. Well, it's hard for me not to get emotional about That's that, awesome. man. I'm proud of it. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Well, so it's, what's today? February the 3rd, right? It's a Friday. Yep. It's icy yep. outside. Yep. We all agreed just a few minutes ago over some fried chicken that we'd rather be duck hunting. That's right. We should be. Uh, <laughs> and there wouldn't be no pressure. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Fourth, fourth split. Yeah. <laughs> fourth split. We can flow to sixth. Yeah. I believe we could get them today. I believe we could get them. Uh, I guarantee you, this crew right here could. <laughs> I like our odds. I do too. So, so we've got, uh, I guess this would be the first one of the uh, of the pure ducks that come out of here. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, man, I, I, no kidding. When I got here, I, and I told you this, I have I have done this process quite a few times in life. You know, over the years, I've actually worked uh, devising calls, mold injection calls. I've done dealt with machinists in this process, and it can be traumatic, man. If you have problems, it can be days and days figuring out when it's just mm-hmm. not right. I walked in here, I'm telling you. In 40 seconds, I knew we were done. I said, where's the chicken? <laughs> I mean, this thing story. is bad, boy. That's so, a true story. And, and, you know, the thing about my calling philosophy, and, and I've done a lot. Actually, over the years, I think I may have become more well-known for teaching calling than even my calling. Mm. There's a lot of people I consider can call better than me. But I, I've always been a thinker, and my dad is not a duck caller, and I have tried for 30 years to teach him to call. So I have tried to come up with every way to explain it. So, And how I teach calling is it all goes back to the quack. If, if, you, don't, if you can't quack well, you can't call well, mm-hmm. right? And if your call don't quack well, your call ain't no good. That's my opinion, and that may offend people. But let me hear you quack, and let me hear a call quack, and I can tell if it's good. So I'm going to see if I can get this thing to quack anyway. Now, these right. boys been blowing it because everybody's excited. I don't even know if it's locked up, but we'll see. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
that is a pure duck, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a little old live mm-hmm. hen. She ain't but two pounds, Spence. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these calls come out in the last 20 years think that they're 50. That's exactly right. right. That's right. Yeah. She ain't angry. <laughs> We're selling 50-pound duck calls all yeah. Yeah. They, they sell all like fire, baby. I'm telling you. They sell like fire. You got one that weighs more? Yeah. I know. <laughs> if you got one that weighs 100, I'll take it. Right? Yeah. But, no, seriously, you know, I'm more old school, I guess, and I always thought if I could actually sound in exactly like one i'd have a better chance mm-hmm. now you know that there, there's we could talk all day about calling philosophies and i love calling with other styles and i actually do love when a group of callers the mixed timbers mm-hmm. of several different types of calls because that's how duck sound yeah, you're right. you one Absolutely. old flat right all kinds of tones right but but for me i'm never comfortable unless i felt like that you boys were 120 yards from me didn't know i was there i'm thinking <laughs> scratching it was that, a duck? was that a duck right that may not help me kill ducks but it fascinates me fooling mm-hmm. people. <laughs> Absolutely. And this sucker right here will do it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your team. And, Drake, no kidding, when I got that clip this week, yeah. you blowing that call, I knew we were done, Dub. <laughs> <laughs> he said that sound may not be for everybody, but, by God, that's exactly what I want to sound like. That's what? That is <laughs> it, baby. That sounds perfect. I love Talk it. just a little bit, um, since we're nerding out here, and I want two of y'all to talk about this, but – Talk just a little bit about rasping a call and you putting it in the call versus kind of the. There's a lot of calls on the market today that we used the term earlier, muddy. Yeah, that are kind of have a lot of built-in rasp. Like break that right. down. And, and I'm not going. I'm not damning any call, right, mm-hmm. or, or talking down to anyone. But my philosophy is that certainly a call has to have enough inherent rasp to be ducky, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the English word we use, raspy, right. to sound like the timbre of a quack of a duck, right? That's for whatever whatever that word means. That's the word we use. That's right. So there has to be a, a requisite amount of rasp in a call for it to sound like a duck. But if I can't get the rasp out of it, then I'm not in control of it, right? It has to be able to be thin or I'm stuck with sounding like one duck. Mm. Maybe it's a faster duck or a slower duck. But it's the same blame duck, right? Mm-hmm. And I always have this feeling that if they're flying over me and I sound like a couple dozen of them, I'm going to have a better chance mm-hmm. than sounding like one. Absolutely. Right? right? Yeah. So, so if I can make one real thin and then make one real coarse, and, you know, that, that's, a, that's kind of an old school type of what we used to call back in the day meat calling, right? That was a deal that, quite frankly, whatever you think about my old buddy Kent Cullen, but he came up with that idea, right, of doing those thin, coarse, and, and a lot. That was his stamp on our game and he deserves recognition for that right there's a stamp out of stuttgart on the cut down game right oh, absolutely and, yeah. and 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 you're gonna have a lot of trouble killing ducks around a crew bone cut downs <laughs> that's why you sell them mm-hmm. my friend that's right that's right you're right because <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of trouble shooting ducks beside boys that are blowing them they're right. too strong especially boys that want to feed call mm-hmm. on them that's mm-hmm. all you got to do on them rascals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now, oh, don't be telling everybody everything. <laughs> you get three they or four guys edging out on them. Uh-huh. Yeah. They Boy. can't fly over that. If you got four or five guys, I've never done it. But I don't want to be next to folks mm-hmm. at all because yeah. I know what it sounds like. Four right? or five guys with a good hum. Yeah. Solid hum. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's how they sound at night, man. Mm-hmm. That's how you see here. I call it a roar, a roar of, yep. of feed that lays it down. They never let it up, and they're doing that to space one another. Don't get in my food bowl. Mm-hmm. They're not saying, hey, fellas, come on down here and eat. They're saying, I will kill you. Mm-hmm. It's aggressive. You get in You're my, right. Yeah. You're and, right. That, and, and, and if folks are listening, that's a calling tip. If your call, if your chuckle sounds like a chuckle, <laughs> and it's trying to make it make them sound like, man, it's good down here. You should come. Uh-huh. That is not what they're saying. Uh-huh. They're saying if you get in my food bowl like a Rottweiler, <laughs> you're gonna get bit, right. and you will call different mm-hmm. when you have that paradigm. And that's what your call does so well. And I hate to be around four or five folks <laughs> that have got that. <laughs> Because they can't let go of that. Mm-hmm. Ducks are in the air, and they can't just, oh, we're ignoring that. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's fun stuff, boy. But if you got that roar and you got me, yeah, that, that does compliment yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's yeah. all over, baby. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So there's a place for every, every style of call. Mm. I don't even know where we were, boys. <laughs> Y'all give me something. It was I know we're having fun. I was kind of mesmerized. Like, at the top. Yeah, like over here, coming so over good. that aggressive yeah. chatter. I was yeah, like, well, yeah, I, was I think I'll we go get, there. We, isn't that awesome? It because, is. I mean, we're killers, really. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting here trying to be nice, but really we're not. If if, if there's mallards around, we are not nice. Uh-uh. Truth be, truth <laughs> no. be told. And we, and we just told that scenario, and all of a sudden we went into combat <laughs> mode. Because <laughs> you're right. Truth be told, all four of us walk away from a paycheck tomorrow. If we I guarantee you. Yeah. I'd walk barefoot right now to Arkansas to shoot oh. a duck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Good gravy. I may get to wet my whistle one more time tomorrow. Oh, I with see, the kids? Yeah. That's kids awesome. Some veterans. we got a few veterans we're going to take. That's awesome. I had a little little talk with Trip yesterday. I said, now listen, Saturday morning, old dad's not supposed to be on the gun. I said, I'm going to need your A game. This <laughs> 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 is my parting shot. I said, I don't yeah. want to walk away uh-huh. after you just scaring a whole bunch of them now. Yeah. Well, he said, you okay, do, okay, You just set him on the water. Okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what we oh, did the other day. gracious. Yeah. Set him on the water. I think I shot every duck that I shot at least landed on the water and was either on yeah. the water or it was getting up off the water. Same with me. Mm. Did you wrap up on Sunday? Did you have to go to work I did. on Monday? I did. I, I, was I, it good? It was. It was great, actually. Did you go to the buck brush? with? We were in the Missouri hole. Okay. Yeah. I was in there. It was just Mr. Jeff Farmer and me. Man. And and it wasn't great, you know, but but that made it last a little good bit. good enough. Yep. And we, we, we had a, a, about a 20-minute wait and I before our last duck and I cooked a little breakfast and that's all man I mean I bawled like a baby when we mm. left I always die mm. can cry now man <laughs> <laughs> it's like what do you do with yourself yeah. when it ain't yep. duck season people man? you know I know people ask you this same question but they ask me all the time like is it ever not good over there well and the only couple times <laughs> I can remember it being really <laughs> goes well and he's smiling through his teeth <laughs> there's only a couple that I can remember yeah. and they were late that last few days of the season yeah Seemed like there was a there was a time me and you and Jeff hunted in old number six. Yeah, and I mean I bet we didn't see fifty ducks. It was like they'd all just left. In the- yeah. Well, you know, I, I, if you stayed in a hole 
like old number six of the Missouri hole, if you stayed in a hole like that, I grew up hunting Big Lake. If you're in a hole like that in any WMA, you're not going to do any good either, mm-hmm. right? They just get funky on them mm-hmm. holes. And we used to what we call squirrel hunt them, right? Mm-hmm. If the woods <laughs> didn't look like somewhere where you'd squirrel hunt, then that's not where they're going to be the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But we're so spoiled, it's hard for us to leave no these doubt. holes that we see them get in there, and we usually end up getting them. But it, it's not slow because, you know, lack of proper management, as you know, sure, or the lack sure. of ducks. It's slow because, man, milers can only be hammered in them holes so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until they put it all together. Every time I go in something that looks like this, it gets salty. <laughs> I always wonder how many times they've flown over that over a spot. You know what I mean? Like that, like when you hunt them all season. I mean, you know they get educated because you start watching them, you know, yeah. figure it out. But I wish I knew if it was three times or four times or ten times. I yeah. wish I knew how many times it was before they really started to click Put and go, together. I think I'm going to fly over here this time. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what causes it. But in my mind, it's like the, if they just happen to light outside of a hole, then they don't encounter trouble. That happens a couple times, then the conditioning is hit, mm-hmm. right? They have figured it out mm-hmm. that there's no boogeyman there. But now this is going on to hunting tips, not about pure duck or rolling thunder. But I'm telling you, if you guys that hunt W Mays would get out of them holes, mm-hmm. figure out exactly what the wind is, and think of the wind like a needle. Yep. And if you find a slit in the trees, and I'm talking about where one tree is down, I'm not talking about a hole or a clearing, just anything, you can line them up and tell your buddies to shut up until <laughs> they get downwind on that needle yep. and pop, 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 pop yep. them one time. Mm-hmm. They're dead if they mm-hmm. respond to that. Yep. You're right. Because they will hit that slit and be in a gill net and not know what's going on mm-hmm. because they have done that hundreds of times at that point and never been shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, you can actually use the squirrel woods mm-hmm. to your advantage. Yep. Uh, it's better than the holes everywhere early yep. because they are sold 100%. Oh, yeah. There is no boogeyman in the squirrel woods, right? You're right. You're <laughs> coming through a thicket, and once they get in there and you start firing them up, yeah. firing at them, yeah. they can't hardly get out. Yeah. That, uh, it's so awesome. It, Dennis it, used to say they're a lot like rabbits. They yeah. like them thickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they like they that do. overhead yeah. protection yeah. in a thicket. Yep. And you, we're hunting them in holes because it's pretty. That's right. And, <laughs> and you it get gives them early a place like to look that. at. Yep, and see decoys and all that. But yep. Ultimately, once they get down in there, they're just trying to get hid and get right. safe. And that's right. Anyways, Here but we you go. went out on a high note. We did, and and we were where I was going with all this was, uh, seem I don't know, maybe it's just my luck, but it seems like always the last hunter to the season are slower than all the rest of them. And I I went out on a really high note. I know you guys did, and yep. I know you were grateful too. And so, heart, not much to complain about this year. Oh man, I mean, just been a dandy of a season all around i'm telling you i'd go with dip nets now man i don't need no i mean it's just it's just it's hard to be not be grateful no matter you know no matter what the kill is man it's just it's it's the best time of life and speaking of grateful i want to bring up my favorite thing i've seen on social media in a long time is your hashtag we get to duck hunt we get to duck hunt, man that's rich yep that's right. It's good. Yeah. That came from, uh, actually, from my heart. I was in a, a clip, a video. I was uh, filming a selfie years back, the last day of season at White Oaks. And uh, my buddy was driving a John Deere tractor down at White Oaks. He's a farmer from Missouri. He had come down there hunting with me. We boat blind hunting. The river was up. Last day, we had absolutely polaxed them, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, I was just overcome with emotion. I'm filming myself. I can start getting emotional. I said, we get the duck hunt. Mm-hmm. 
can you believe that we get to duck hunt and and it, it occurred to me that 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 that's you know that's a mantra it is we talked about the other day around here because it it's so easy to in the way things are today and social media and all the things you know we we get caught up in we have to or we you know like it's, it's so hard and so yeah. you know and we, we miss yeah we miss i the, wish it was done we miss the <laughs> gratitude side of it and i mean we we live in a time where we don't have to kill ducks to feed our family we got a grocery store right down here That's so right. it's it's not a necessity it, That's right. this is a it's a passion driven thing and we're man how cool is that we get to do that? It's the <laughs> simplest way to look at that. What in the world would you do if you didn't duck hunt? <laughs> I'd have a lot more money. <laughs> I, I know you'd be boring too. You'd yeah, be miserable. Yeah. Clothes would be washed. Yeah. No telling you'd what. be prettier. I mean, <laughs> no doubt about it. Less you know, gray hairs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I might actually make it to the end of one of them Christmas movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Man. Oh, we, but, me. But we do. We get to duck hunt. Yeah, that's cool I'm thankful. So, well, man, thank you so much for joining us for podcast. And we're fired up about the pure duck and part of our line that we've never really had. And uh, and so we're we're just really glad to be linking up arms with you and on your team. Oh man, I'm thankful. My my wife and my daughter Lucy, you know, it's our it's our baby, right? Yeah. And we're we're proud to hand it over to y'all. Awesome. I know I, I I I wouldn't have thought about doing it with anybody else, Ben. Well, I appreciate that. That's a very kind compliment and I feel the same way about you, pal. Good deal. All right. Oh, right, y'all two go get a room. <laughs> Play me a song no, first. We're gonna all sit right here and listen to this. Yeah, play, yeah. play me a song to him a little bit first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It, okay. I, and it's not just you. No kidding. It's your team, man. These these young guys you got, dude. It, they inspire listen, me. I, They're amazing. You, you figured it out earlier with Mark and with these guys. This this is the reason. That, you know they're sticking around for the fried chicken and the days they get to go duck hunting. That's about it. And I'm right. just trying to make sure we got some good folks <laughs> around on this they team. They are awesome. <laughs> like so good. Yeah, we're very blessed, and team is big deal around here. So, yep. all right. It's. Cool. I mean, we're sitting here talking about duck calls, and we got you know gazillion time world champion there stretching mouth yelp or something. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's a really good life, is. man. So, all right, well, we'll catch you on the next one. Make sure you get out there and buy you a pure duck or three or four because uh, Lucy's college education depends on it, and my kids' college education, at some point, these two knuckleheads are going to have some kids in their college that's education. Correct. And shotgun shells are outrageous, too. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. That's, that's right. all I'm thinking about. You, you can buy two pure ducks for what a case of shotgun yeah. shells costs <laughs> these days. So. <laughs> And you need to buy shotgun shells is what you meant. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, uh, shotgun shells and gas. Yeah. That's all you need, man. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. Well, we will catch you on the next one. Hey, all this is Spence and Frawley. And just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. 
somehow, apparently, out there in internet la-la media land, <laughs> that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow, so... We could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.